Hey everybody, welcome to the Community Pulse Podcast. I am PJ Haggerty, at Esplening on Twitter. I'm Mary Thingval, at Mary underscore Grace on Twitter. And I'm Jason Hand, also at Jason Hand on Twitter. And uh, we uh, just recently, all three of us, were all together for the first time. Um, PJ and I had never met until this, until this moment, but we all were together at, yeah, we were all together in Denver at the uh, DevOps Days Rockies event, which was uh, April 10th and 11th. And, and it was um, awesome. It was absolutely yeah. amazing. What Everybody, both PJ and Mary, uh, did awesome jobs at speaking. Uh, Mary gave an awesome Ignite, Mary and Ember, I should say. And um, PJ did an awesome talk for us as well on the breaking down the myths of sort of software development, I guess you'd say. And you did a great job hosting. Don't, don't, don't discount yourself there. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. It's a lot of fun, I would say, to put on those DevOps days. But as we were talking about before the show, I feel like it's been a week, and I'm just now starting to feel a little bit recovered. <laughs> yeah. if, it makes you, if it makes you feel better, it took me a couple of days to adjust to coming back to normal oxygen levels after being in Denver for a few days. I had felt funny the whole time I was there. It was very bizarre. I'm sure it was just the air that felt funny. Yeah. It was not no because I was smoking did. marijuana. <laughs> no. <laughs> or the cider. Or, or yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was the first time that all three of us were together, which was totally rad because we've been doing this uh, show with PJ now since we think late summer, around August. August yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, we had never um, all been in the same place. And we, we thought that we would be able to do a recording of the show kind of, uh, live remote or something but logistically it just didn't work out it was a little too chaotic and not not really a good space for us to have that at DevOps days um, so that didn't work out unfortunately and um, I don't know as we were all there together we started kicking around ideas of you know what it is we're going to even talk about despite the fact that we didn't do it live or while we were all together um, but we we pointed out or we started having this conversation about how one PJ has been to a number of different types of conferences all within tech and so like what is the intricacies what's the overlap between a devops days um, for example and maybe some sort of php or rails or you know one of those type of conferences that i know you regularly speak at so what's what's sort of the differences and this and the sort of things that are the same in those but then also um we started kind of noticing this a uh, little bit of a meta um thing where there's there's the devops community there is a devops days community and then there's most certainly a DevOps Days Rockies community. Mm -hmm. And do those, even though they're all kind of going after the same type of stuff, I mean, is, is there a difference between those three? And, and is there a different approach to sort of being a part of or maybe cultivating those types of varying degrees or, you know, whatever you want to call them within sort of the same tech community? I guess you'd say. So we just started thinking about how, how it kind of drills down into different varying levels of community and what's the differences there. Um, Communityception, if you will. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, this, this uh, episode, I think, is going to be just sort of a free-form conversation about those things, but also we wanted to start kicking around ideas for future episodes. It's the beginning of the quarter for many of us. Uh, we're all kind of in that that housekeeping or sorry house cleaning mindset and mm -hmm. spring cleaning type of thing and what are we going to work on what are we going to focus on what do we need to clean up um and so i don't know mary uh, maybe hand it over to you like what's your first of all thoughts about devops days 
in general in like that community? And, and um, did you see any differences between some of the other types of events that you go to regularly? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely agree that there's a kind of community inception, community inception commodity, I think. Commodity. Meta communities. I get on board so with for this. For those of you who thought hashtag commodity. I got to get the domain name after this. Yeah, you do. <laughs> uh, but it's always interesting to see how how things are represented differently in different places within the DevOps days. Um, it's been a little while since I've been at DevOps days, but when I was back at Chef and when I was at O'Reilly before that, I did a lot of different DevOps days all over the place. And so, you know, in New York, you've got a lot of people from the finance or the news industries or the um what's the other one i'm trying to think of um online stores e-commerce uh industries and so san francisco you've got a lot of the newer tech and stuff so i think you you tend to get different talks based on those things uh different topics based on those things if you will um but it seems like the the core conversations that happen during the open spaces tend to be the most similar and that was always one of the things that was really interesting to me was, okay, you know, which, which open space comes up two out of three times or three out of four times in the next few DevOps days that I'm at, that's one that people are really interested in, really caring about, that applies across the industries, across the various places where these folks are working. So that's always an interesting thing for me to be able to take back to my company is picking up on those themes of, okay, Here's a couple areas that people are really curious about, really excited about, really interested in, or big problem areas for them. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd agree. And that's something that I think you see over, it's not just DevOps days, but you see that at a lot of open source conferences, whether they call it open sessions or birds of a feather or, or what, whatever whatever title they put on it, you kind of see that's the, the kind of give back. You know, when, when we're up on stage, it's kind of one-way communication in a way to you can, you can get out and you can get people to participate and raise hands and maybe say a few things, take questions, whatever. But when you do an open session, no one specifically has the floor. Everyone kind of has the floor. And I think that's, the, uh, that's kind of the greatness of, of having that kind of format and where DevOps days really wins out. Um, it's because it's, it's, it's actually part of the program. It's not an after hours thing like it is at say, like a Rails conf where it's like, you want to have a birds of a feather? Great, do it from six to seven. And, and miss out on the parties and other get-togethers that are going on. Um, you're not putting... Yeah, I mean, that's that's a, a, you know, kind of a core part of all those DevOps days. And for a lot of people, myself included, um, some days those are our favorite and some days they're our least favorite. You know, it's like kind of depends on how, how much I have left in my socializing bucket mm -hmm. uh, or gas tank. And, one, you know, one event I'm, I'm in there and I'm like being part of it big time and, and like you know, taking all these ideas to, to take back to my team or to maybe just go back and think about it a little bit more. Um, and then other days I'm just kind of like, I give zero cares about talking about chat ops again with other people. And so, but by and large, those have been like the biggest sort of, or most uh, favorite part of a DevOps Days event. Do you see those at, at um, other types of conferences, PJ, that you go to, or is that kind of unique to either specific open open format events um, mm -hmm. or DevOps days? Or um, I, I think that DevOps days does it better than most people. You see that some of the bigger, like RailsConf has it, but RailsConf is 1,200 people, you know, changing cities every year, 
that kind of thing. It's, it's rare to find in a community event the size of a DevOps days. Um, you said there, there were about, what, 500 people there? Which I think yeah, you we, put you just on the border of big conference and community conference. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it's kind of, I mean, it's kind of a close call, but you're st I still feel like it's very much a community conference. A lot of it is, you know, people who know other people in the area or in a general vicinity, it's easy to get to, to uh, the event. Um, and so it's kind of it's kind of unique that there's a, there's an ability. It's almost like an open forum to say, here's what's going on in everything that's going on in DevOps. And I know that, you know, Mary Mary led a, a talk about burnout that was very popular. A lot of people were into it, and you don't see that all the time. You know, you do see. I, I saw there was another uh, group that was talking about logging, um, which is something my company does, and would love to participate in that that kind of uh, conversation. But at the same time. That doesn't happen every single time. Um, you know, the chat ops thing I think is more, it's definitely a buzz thing that's going on. Chaos monkey type talks. Um, I, I feel like there is a lot that could possibly go in. And even if you were just to limit it to speakers, you couldn't get every subject. Adding in the, the open session allows people to kind of voice things and have different, different directions to take a conversation, which I think is the best part of it. I feel like at other conferences, that's not always the case. There's someone who has a need or a question or a problem or an issue they want to bring up and they want to direct that conversation. Okay. Um, it's less of a forum, more of a give me a chance to voice what's going on with me kind of thing. Yeah, so, and that's, good or, good that's, well, that's one of the things that I love about the open, open spaces in the afternoon and the way that DevOps Days does it in particular is, you know, it, it is open, it is a conversation. It's not, let me give a presentation and then we can do Q and A. Right, it's not an unconf. It's right, right. And it was actually it was interesting because I sat down. Um, so my ignite was about burnout, and that was on the first day. And then the second day, we had this, the open space about burnout. And I actually sat down in that group, and immediately everyone was like, "Cool, Mary's here. What's she gonna say? Because she's the one that talked about burnout." And I was like, "Uh, uh, no." Like, I, I've had similar issues trying to do open sessions about prompt, where it's like. Right. You know, Hey, let's talk about mental health. Okay, PJ, what do you have to say? And it's like, yeah. I don't. I'm, you do. Your right. turn. You go. Exactly. You've exactly. already know what I happy, do. I'm more than happy to say something to get the conversation started. But like, you've already heard from me. You right. already know my opinion. I had my turn. You know. Right. Right. Well, I'm sure, Jason. I'm sure it's similar for you. You know, you walk in, you have your Victor Ops shirt on, and it's like, that guy knows chat ops. We're gonna let him take take the stage here. <clears throat> Yeah, and, and I had to actually pull myself away from one of the open spaces. It was, it was uh, I think the topic was, what, was evangelizing uh, DevOps within your, within your org. You know, how do you be that, that, um, that, that person who kind of gets the conversation started? And um, I, I like ducked out of there as, as soon as I felt like somebody else was sort of at least having something to say. Because it just felt like I was just standing there lecturing, you know, teaching, right. whatever. But at some point I had to like ask a question, okay, how many um, have, have been to DevOps days before? And like, as soon as I found somebody has raised their hand, I knew that they've, they've already been through this sort of feeling of how do I take these awesome ideas back to my team? Like they've already felt that and thought through that. So I was like, perfect. You, you know, here's the baton. You take this from here. I'm going to go do some other organizer thing. Right. Right. Uh, and so I feel like people naturally turn to Mary because that was the topic of hers. Mm -hmm. you know? and, I, and I went and told uh, UPJ that, that she was in the middle of doing that because I knew that the prompt stuff was something you were wanting yeah. to advocate for a little bit and you had some thoughts and feels about burnout and self-care. 
and I didn't want you to miss out on it because you, you know, had no idea that that one was even happening. So, right. Right. Um, well, I was also kind of, I kind of had double duty because my company wanted me to also hang out at a booth for some, unknown. right. Which is, yeah, we could do another, a hey, you know that. what, that, that's a topic for a future episode. Right? Seriously. Booth duty. Yay or nay. <laughs> Especially during open space or conversation. Yeah, you know, I should have been a part of that. That was ridiculous. Um, um, but that actually, comes up a lot. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And I'd actually love it along the lines of open spaces. Like, do you see, Jason, you've been organizing and attending for a while now. I used to attend a while ago and I'm kind of back again. But do you see the same types of topics come up every time? Or is it, you know, hey, problems are solved. We're moving on to the next things. Um, I would say by and large for my entire DevOps days, sort of, we'll just say career since I've been going to them, um, it's pretty much the same stuff, which is also another reason why I often don't, you know, or not often, but occasionally I may not go to, like, for example, there was an incident management one um, at Denver, and you'd think working for Victor Ops, our core service is incident management, um, that I would like drop everything to go be a part of that. But um, what I did instead is go find somebody else from Victor Ops and let them know that that's going on. You go, you go do that because I've already had this conversation with a bunch of people. Right. Um, but also it is sort of a bummer that a lot of the same conversations, you know, I think it just shows that technology changes pretty quickly, but the same concerns are always there. And so it's not always about the process. If there's one that always rises to the top, it's how do you get started? And, and or slash what's that cultural transformation look like? So that's always sort of the first roadblock for a lot of people. Um, and burnout's always always there. Like if there's anything I could say that comes up newer or, or hasn't been a, a part of like the whole time of DevOps, it'd be like the newer stuff like Kubernetes, you know, cause I think in Docker to a certain degree, even though that's been around for a while now, but yes, by and large, I feel like you look at all of the talks on a, on a whiteboard at any DevOps days, at least in North America, um, they're all pretty similar. Right. Mm -hmm. which, which, I mean, to kind of go into something that we touched on earlier, like that's kind of one of the things that distinguishes DevOps days from other, other conferences. Um, I noticed, I mean, j not just in the open sessions, but also in the talks themselves, there's a lot of similarity in the things that people are talking about, which is fine. I mean, the subject is DevOps. There, there should be. It's focused. Whereas I've noticed in the Ruby community over the last, let's say, two to three years, it's almost difficult to find a Ruby talk. Like, it, you know, there's talks about offshoots or, you know, talks about Rails or Sinatra or Trailblazer or, you know, building gems occasionally. Um, but there's more talks about Go and, and JavaScript and, you know, various things that surround the Ruby community but aren't Ruby. Almost like, okay, well, we've been doing this for a few years now. Things have stabilized. We'll continue to talk about other subjects mm -hmm. or move in that direction. Um, PHP has a, has a similar situation. I know that every PHP speaker says it's not true, but a lot of them get repeated at conferences. There, there are a certain number of PHP speakers you'll see at every conference doing the same talk for a year long, um, which to me is interesting because Ruby wouldn't, Ruby wouldn't do that. Um, I feel like DevOps Days doesn't do that. Um, it's kind of a community thing where they're like, all right, well, this person has a pretty solid talk in January. I'm willing to bet in November, it's still going to be a pretty solid talk. Um, but they also delve a lot deeper into internals than the average community conference. Um, you know, they often have, instead of open sessions, they have 
hacking sessions where people sit down and say like, I'm really into, I don't know, Drupal or WordPress and we're able to work on internals for these tools. Let's go and do that um, from, you know, seven till 10 or whatever. Um, and it, it's, it's a different kind of open session that everyone, anyone can participate just like they can at DevOps days, but it's, it's more uh, activity oriented than talk oriented, which, which is interesting. Mm. But I think that, I, I think, you know, having spanned the spectrum from like, you know, long scale enterprise conferences, which I would include, you know, like O'Reilly's conferences in there. And even, I would even include DockerCon and definitely things like AWS reInvent or any of the IBM conferences, like any anything that's kind of corporate back, you know, Signal from Twilio kind of bordering on an enterprise conference. All of them have a completely different feel and a different, a different idea, which is they're product oriented. They're not about the hard code or the hard tech. They're about what can we do to better serve your product, our product, the product, the way clients use a product. Whereas these community conferences, which I, I do lump DevOps days into, are more focused on how we can do our jobs better. Yeah. Um, and this is, I would even say, this is a recent phenomenon. Uh, maybe only the past 15 years, which, I mean, as, as an older person, 15 years doesn't seem like a long time. I know that maybe some of our listeners are young and they're like, holy crap, 15 years, that's half my life. Um, but uh, like, seriously, like they didn't have conferences like this for years. And now there's so many that we, I, I go from January to late November. Um, constantly going to conferences. There's always something to be doing or some people that for some reason like to hear the sound of my voice on stage um, that aren't my family. Um, but it, it, it's interesting because it used to be you'd have like more enterprise conferences than you would community conferences. Now that balance is switched. And I think that's partially, that's the beauty of open source is the fact that kind of anyone can throw a conference. And the cool thing about DevOps days is DevOps days kind of has this package that says, Hey, here's how we do a conference. You want to throw one in your city? Totally do it. Yeah. Well, so that leads to an interesting question for me, though. Like, if if we're hearing the same topics repeated at various conferences, if people are able to give the same talks because they're hitting a different audience every time, so same talk, different audience, but content's the same. Mm -hmm then is it really the best thing to do to start up a new conference when you realize, hey, there's, there's not one happening in this location. Is it do the conferences in more locations or have conferences that are more accessible to everybody, but we have fewer of them so that we can actually attend the conferences and engage in the conversations and maybe actually make a difference with those conversations rather than just rehashing the same things. Right. Well, this, this is also the argument between the way different communities do conferences. Uh, for example, I know, and I know we've talked about this before, Mary, um, like DevOps days, very similar to the Ruby community, keep the ticket prices low so as many people can go. Um, so you don't pay for the speakers. You don't pay for hotels. You don't pay for flights. There's no stipend. Um, whereas PHP community is like, have the speaker speak twice, maybe three times at a conference on different subjects that they have expertise about because we are paying for their hotel and we are paying for their flights and we need to get the most value we can out of those people. Therefore, have them speak multiple times, ticket prices are going to be a little bit higher. Mm -hmm. um, I, I've seen, you know, I've done open source conferences that are completely paid for by sponsors and we give away free tickets because... Right. Our, 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 our concept is we want as many people in that room to see these speakers speak, not we're looking to make a buck. 
And uh, that's kind of the difference between open source conferences and, and I'll include PHP, they, those conferences don't make any money. That's not their goal. They're, they want to bring the big names. To bring the big names, they have to pay them. Yeah. Um, I would say even more than just open source, I would say volunteer-run conferences tend to be Right. Exactly. Be exactly. Yeah, and it's not, it's not out of the question, I, I think, to help out a speaker if they don't represent a company that can actually pay for them. But oh, absolutely. You know, it's definitely not something where we pay for a speaker um, or that we, you know, it's all community or, sorry, uh, volunteer. So it's not like we're making any money. Although, as a group of DevOps days, it, you know, it does pull a little bit of profit, but that just goes to pay for the down payment for next year. For next year, yeah. To keep like the thing rolling. Ben, business venture, right. Um, so um, it was, I had a thought here. Uh, one of the things that in terms of the open spaces and not to totally switch gears, but um, to sort of splinter off just a little bit, because I wonder if this happens at any of the other conferences mm -hmm. um, that you guys go to. There was an open space at DevOps Days Rockies about pay talk, which is essentially just a very open and transparent conversation about what do you get paid? But in, I did catch a little bit of that, yeah. In, in an anonymous way, a little tongue-tied. Um, so uh, the, the session was sort of facilitated by one of our speakers, and he um, asked everyone to put on a piece of paper their um, the state that they work out of, even though most of them were in Colorado, um, the, their job title, and their salary. And then if they wanted to, these are optional ones, they could also include their gender, um, and if they get any sort of additional sort of benefits for their job on top of their salary. Um, so anyway, there was a ton of people, there must've been 90 to 100 people over just this one open space, which most open spaces are maybe like 20 or 30 people at most. Um, so a ton of people were interested in seeing this and, and essentially you got to see like what the other people in your area who do the same exact thing that you do, what, what does everybody get paid? Mm -hmm. Without really exposing company names or you know, personal information. And um, <clears throat> it went over surprisingly well. And we actually are planning to publish all of that information. We made sure that everybody uh, who participated in it was completely comfortable with us putting, you know, nothing but their job title and their salary. And, and if they were in Colorado or in California. And um, everybody was totally for it. So we're about to post this online. Nice. I wonder, is that something that you have, either of you seen in any other community uh, or any other conference or what your thoughts are? I know we did it a while back, and this was uh, probably a year and a half, almost two years ago now, um, in the DevRel Slack. But it was a like super informal. We had had four or five new people be like, hey, I'm looking for a new gig. I have no idea what the going rate is. I've been asked what the going rate is and don't know what to tell them because no one knows what to tell me. And so it was a similar kind of thing, like fill out this Google form, put, you know, and it was, we had uh, same, same kind of idea, right? Like put your title. So whether or not like, and maybe it was just indicate whether or not you're technical um, and then male, female, if you want to, and then indicate whether or not you're in an expensive city. So like San Francisco, New York, like places that are paying people higher salaries simply because cost of living is so much higher. Mm -hmm. Um, but that can be mis that can be misleading though too because like I live in Buffalo yeah. versus San Francisco salary. Yes. Because I yeah I know what I'm doing. Well, and it's yeah like we <laughs> we did it as a like put I think we did it as the put where you live whether or not you work remotely but I think remote work was another question on there. Yeah, I think it was. Like, I remember right. I remember filling it out. So yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And I think we sent it back around maybe a year ago at this point. Um, but I don't think it's something that happens very often. Like I know there was a, there was an official survey that went around with the community roundtable a couple of years ago with, with some price pay information broken, broken out, but I, I don't know where they got that information from. I never saw the survey before it was published. Um, so I definitely don't think it's a common thing. Um, but I love that it's, it's accessible. I love that it's something that you can do at these types of events because what do you do in those situations, right? Like you're not going to go up to your coworker and be like, Hey buddy, how much do you make? Cause I'm, I, I need to know whether or not I should ask for a promotion or most, most companies put kind of put it in the contract. You're not allowed you're to ask. You're not allowed to discuss. No discussion. Exactly. Now, I did find out because I was at another conference where they did have an open session talking about pay. Mm -hmm. And apparently in about, I, I don't, I can't, I can't remember the exact number, but it's more than half the States. It's illegal for a company to tell you, you can't discuss your pay. Right. With coworkers. Um, they can't, they can't do that. Um, and I found this out. I was actually, it was in, I was in New York city and I found out actually a lot about things like um, if I sign an NDA, that's invalid the moment that I quit the company. Like they can't hold it against me um, as soon as I'm done because I no longer work for them. Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean like there's a lot of interesting things that go around that like companies and I don't want to be like Johnny anti-corporation here. Um, no. But I will be. Um, <laughs> but there's a lot of companies that just, they want to protect themselves and they, or they don't, you know, they don't want people discussing it because especially in the startup world that we live in, because yeah. sometimes you hire somebody and you're like, Hey, I can give you six figures. The next person comes along and even though they might be doing a similar job, they might not get six figures because the runway is not there anymore. Right. And they're, they're really sorry. They offered the first person six figures and they're paying them that because they right. figured themselves. Right. Um, there's a lot of reasons behind it, but still, yeah, it's a weird discussion. And I, but I have seen it pop up occasionally. Yeah. Um, it's usually with someone who feels very strongly about it though. Yeah. It is yeah. interesting. Sorry, go ahead, Jason. Well, I was just say I had only seen this one other time and it was at a DevOps days, um, a couple of years ago, but it was right on the heels of pretty much the same conversation happening on Twitter mm -hmm. with the hashtag pay talk. Um, there's a lot of people kind of sharing, you know, sharing what they make. And it just, it kind of, that's what sparked the, the open space discussion because it was just very timely. That was what was already happening that, that week. Um, but, um, you know, the, the, I remember that being a lot more con controversial, I guess, back then, which you know, shaped back then. It was just like two years ago. Um, even still, I, I think that two years ago, it was like a hot tie. Everyone was like, whoa, can we even talk yeah. about this? Yeah. And now I think because of things like the hashtag, and more open sessions happening about it, people are able to be like, it's not too controversial. And you know, I would like to participate in that conversation. Yeah, and I, I think the only real downside, if there's a downside, or maybe it's just, you know, if you, want, if you want to try to be empathetic a little bit, is for those managers, because they're the ones who step away from that thinking, I'm going to have to have a hard discussion with a few engineers. Right. Because, you know, this was, you know, maybe we should have been transparent up front or whatever, but we haven't been. And now there's some information out there. And that's going to be an uncomfortable conversation. Doesn't mean Absolutely. it's supposed to happen, but it's going to be, it's going to be tough. Well, and I think it's hard too, like, and it's one of those situations that I totally understand where people are coming from when they go, I'm only making this much and everyone else is making 20, 30, 50 K more than I am. But it's also, you know, where did you start at the company? How long have you been there? What was your starting rate? Like if you started as an intern and that's your base rate, they may be giving you the same exact salary jumps for every job that you take within the company, 
but you started at, a, at an intern rate, so you're going to be lower than everyone else. Right. That was or, something. Yeah. You just remind, sorry. sorry I didn't you off. <laughs> I gotta say this. Like you just reminded me of something else that was important to that. Um, that data is also how long you've been doing this. So you right. kind of knew how long you've been with the company. That's so right. That's you, right. Nine years. Yeah. Okay. That number makes sense. I just mm -hmm. started type of thing. Yeah. So I wonder, just now that we're all talking about this, and I had totally forgot that we did this on our, in our Slack group, um, I wonder if we should resurface that and maybe, you know, get yeah. that conversation going again. I'd be curious, you know, because I remember that, but it, it, feels, it feels like it was almost three years ago. When we did it feels that. like a really long time ago. So yeah, I'd love to get that started again. Absolutely. Um, I was, was going to say that as well. Yeah. yeah, including including how long you've been doing this, mm -hmm. because what I would expect for myself, you know, three years ago is one thing and what I expect right. for me today and moving forward might be something different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I also think there's that weird in between space of are you technical? Yes, no, uh, yeah. kind of like I'm never going to put myself as a technical person on a resume. Maybe a way, I know. built apps. I can hold my own in technical conversations. I'm not a developer. I feel like maybe it's just not a binary question. Maybe it's a exactly. rating scale. Right, right. So yeah, let's. We'll we'll take that we'll take that as an as an action from this. Keep an eye on our Twitter, and if you're in the DevRel Slack, uh, keep an eye on there because we'll definitely post it in there and and throw it up on Twitter as well. He does get animated. We're super. We're super. Like we're focused today. We are. <laughs> we're going to be like an award-winning. Are there awards for podcasts? Oh, does anyone know? Especially for the new we, names. We deserve so, one, yes. Commodity. Commodity by the Thought Lords. <laughs> I might just start a band. I was going to say, who's claiming that band name? Because someone's got to claim it. <laughs> the Thought Lords. <laughs> there you go. That's I, I all yours, on, BJ. On Bandcamp and SoundCloud and see if anyone already has that name. Nice. Speaking of which, Speaking SoundCloud of which, and iTunes and everything yes. else, if you are listening to this either on the website or on YouTube, thank you and you're amazing and you've stuck with us this far and thank you so much for that. But we are back up on iTunes, which has been a huge struggle and we are so, so, so happy that we are doing that. Um, so we'll throw that up in Twitter and everything as well, but you can just search Community Pulse and we once again show up in your search results. Yay. Well, I do feel like this has been a pretty good episode, pretty good discussion of some things um, right on the heels of finally all hooking up and seeing each other together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I will say this too. If, if people haven't been to a DevOps days, if they've really been focused on their own language conferences, their own little communities, definitely go to a DevOps days. There, there's so much that goes on that's positive that I think it's really worth checking out. Yeah, for sure. And don't be scared away by the name. If you're just a developer, if you're a developer advocate, if you're not in the op space you should still go because yeah still i'll be i'll be i'll be at the one in seattle so if anybody wants to that's like next week it's kind of close nice awesome um we didn't really talk about checkouts but if any you have some ideas some things Ooh. we want to start moving into and before we wrap things up i totally have a not related checkout okay Perfect. what else is new <laughs> what, what you're saying? listen i have attention issues okay um <laughs> Don't we all? So I, I've been traveling a lot over the past couple of weeks, including the trip to Denver. And the great part of traveling is it allows me to catch up on things on Netflix. Um, and I have to recommend if people had not checked out the first season that came out back in August, the second season of The Get Down came out. 
um, which was really the second half of the only season, I guess. It was just a one-time, one-time offshoot. It's like 12 episodes. Totally worth it. Um, kind of set in the late 70s, early hip-hop stages and kind of a what's going on with disco, what's going on with hip-hop, what's going on in New York feel. And it's just great. It's called The Get Down, and I highly recommend people check it out. Nice. That and Kendrick Lamar just dropped a new album called Damn. Everyone should listen to it. Duly noted. Uh, okay, here you from, go. For me, I've got two different apps that are keeping me somewhat sane these days. Um, first of all, I'm traveling a lot more now, and I, I had a break for a while there, so I wasn't relying as heavily on TripIt. Um, I'm guessing everyone knows about TripIt, but if you don't, TripIt and TripIt Pro. TripIt is free. TripIt Pro is the best money that you will spend on any tools for anything ever, I swear. Wow. Um, I just, the, when things start to ramp up with travel, it's one thing that I can just, I don't even have to remember what time my flights are, where they're from, uh, where you're going, what hotel I'm staying at, where to send my lift car to, like nothing. Everything's just, it's all in my phone. And literally, if you've had conversations with me about this, you know, someone will go, hey, what time's your flight? And I'm like, uh, no idea. I don't know. Hang on. Let me go look. <laughs> Like I literally, I, I don't, I don't retain that information because I know I don't have to. And that's huge. Um, the only time when that gets me in trouble is times like flying home from Denver when I flew out of Oakland and I flew back into SFO and completely spaced on the fact that I was flying back into SFO until I was sitting at dinner with some of the other speakers. And one of the speakers went, Oh, Hey, I think I'm on your flight. I went, cool. Which flight are you on? She goes, Denver to SFO. I was like, Oh, that's not my flight. She goes, no. I was like, no, but it leaves at 9.55. She goes, yeah, that's the flight. That's, that's what time mine leaves, too. But maybe I should actually go look and see where my – oh, hey, look at that. My flight does land in SF. Good to know. <laughs> um, anyway, so that's the first one. If you don't have TripIt Pro, do it. Do it now. You won't regret it. Uh, second of all, I have been struggling to find a new calendar app for a really long time. For those of you who follow me on Twitter, you know this has been a hardship. Um, Sunrise got consolidated into Outlook and just was no longer the same thing. Um, PJ's making a face that expresses totally very much face, what I've been yeah. feeling. Um, Can't so imagine that a company would take over a product and completely, you know, screw it up. Skype. Um, yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, someone turned me on to an app called Fantastical. Um, and it's just, it's fantastic but with an AL at the end. Um, and it's 40 bucks in the app store, which seems like a lot, but they do a 30 day free trial for you to check it out. Um, it literally syncs with everything that's on your computer, just like that. And like, it, it's crazy. It goes through and goes, cool. What all accounts do you have access to? Let's sync everything immediately. Uh, building out a new calendar event is super easy. There's a iPhone version as well as a Mac version. You know how that sounds? And it just, you know how sorry? that sounds? How? Fantastic. It does. Imagine <laughs> it almost, that. I mean, they <laughs> have the name. That, I'm it's thinking it's in my head, true. What? what? It's true. The thing that I really love about it, and for those of you who are, have multiple shared calendars that don't really always apply to you, like I... I have a shared calendar with my partner, Jeremy. And so like, I can see his work calendar. So I know, Hey, he's in a meeting at work or he's got these meetups in the evenings or whatever, but it recognizes 
hey, that's not actually on your calendar. It's just a shared calendar with you. So it's not something you're required to be at and it automatically grays those out. So you're well, not constantly cool. fighting. It's amazing. You're not constantly fighting for the attention of, hey, is that my event? Is that someone else's event? Is that a company event that doesn't really apply? It's just, it's, it's great. Fantastic. Those are my, those are my two fantastic tips for you today. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, well, for those of you keeping score home, we may be uh, waiting to hear back from both um, um, Perpet and Fantastical for sponsorship opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely not Skype. No. No breath being held on that one. Um, oh. my, my checkouts, um, I've got a few. First of all, uh, just because it's top of mind, is DevOps days. You know, we just got done with Rockies, which everybody here was a part of, which made it awesome. Um, partially, you know, what part, one of the reasons why it was awesome. And then, um, but there's DevOps days happening everywhere. Like PJ mentioned earlier, there's one in Seattle coming up. Portland's got one. Chicago, Minneapolis. Stockholm. Boise. Atlanta, I think, is, is about to happen. Did you just say Stockholm, PJ? Stock, Stockholm, Sweden. Oslo, Norway. Uh, there's one in London. I know what I'm doing this afternoon. There's one in uh, Amsterdam. In yep, there's June. one in Amsterdam. I think it's in June, yeah. I'm, I'm actually... I'll be speaking at the one in, in, uh, in Stockholm in a, it's in like a few weeks, a couple weeks. Awesome. So clearly they're, they're literally everywhere. Um, there's even one in Moscow, although it already happened. Um, but yes. they're, they're awesome. And they, you know, as we kind of talked about a lot, they're not specifically about, you know, dev and ops or the whole DevOps things. They're, they're just a community of tech people solving modern problems that tech people have. And, uh, that can mean a lot of different things. So DevOps days, go check one of those out. Um, I recently kind of am, uh, decided to revisit presentation software Prezi um, just because uh, I'm speaking in Budapest next week at uh, CraftConf and some of the organizers of that conference uh, work at Prezi and they do a, a, this thing where they offer their speakers a, uh, a year of their service if they want to use Prezi to do their presentation at Craft. And That's so, pretty cool. Yeah, so I decided to take them up on it for their pro account. I thought it was definitely worth uh, giving it another look. So I'm in the middle of sort of relearning that and uh, it's, I can tell in, the, in like the two and a half years since it's been I you know since I first looked at it um, It's come a long way. So in terms of just ease of use and the the learning curve was extremely You know kind of steep a couple of years ago of how to figure this thing out, but it looks like it's a little easier to figure out now um, So present animations still make people dizzy um, I think if yeah, I think if you go a little crazy on them, you can definitely uh, <laughs> I think okay. that's true of any presentation software. That's, though, really. that's fair. If that's you're not fair. crazy with the animations, maybe you need to think about something else. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> like um, the only other thing I have that's kind of not tech related, uh, since we were talking about shows and Netflix, is um, this isn't on Netflix. This is actually a TBS show, um, but it's called The Detour, which uh, I kind of casually seen a few episodes here and there, um, but it's freaking hilarious. So Nice definitely recommend I think it's into like there's two seasons now but um, started from the very beginning because it's it's a very um, sort of it's a long story so it's not like every episode is kind of unique it's like this really long story that um, you know it's hard to explain much without giving away spoilers but every episode starts to connect a little bit more um, and so jumping in kind of in the middle would be a little confusing it's best to just start a season one episode one and go from there cool cool um, that I think is all of the checkouts that I got. 
Cool. Sounds good. I think that's the end of the episode then. Good. Hey, so if, if you all have conferences that we should be at or input into the conversations we're having, let us know. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter like usual. If you're in the DevRel Slack, you can hit us up there too. If you're not in DevRel Slack, you totally should be. If there are um, any, there, I'm just going to toss this in there. Sorry to interrupt, Mary. If there are any conferences that want the three of us to come and pod, podcast live on stage, let us know. Mm -hmm. Yes. I think oh, that all three of us would be willing to do that. Totally. And, and I'd also add, you can have a shameless plug here for prompt. I would say any, any of the three of us would be willing to come give a, a talk about uh, taking care of yourself within yeah. tech. That kind Absolutely. Of stuff. Definitely. Absolutely. Cool. Well, right. it's been well, awesome. Take Thanks us away, Mary. Out. Appreciate you listening. It's been a, a kind of chaotic episode, I know, but we'll be back next month with another topic topic specific episode. Or maybe we'll talk more about commodity. Who knows? Commodity. Anyways, have a good one, everyone. Uh, you've been listening to Community Pulse. I'm Mary Thingval at Mary underscore Grace on Twitter. I'm Jason Hand at Jason Hand on Twitter. Also with uh, really stellar timing with PJ. As always, as always. For, for those of you who only listen to the podcast, there's always this moment that Jason and I kind of look at each other in the eyes on camera. <laughs> and then we both start at the same time. It's true. We got to figure out a way to break that. Uh, I, am, body language, man. I am PJ Haggerty. <laughs> at Asplenic on Twitter. And we will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. What I've got. This is my notes. This is my show notes. This is impressive. Oh, I can't read them. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Commodity Pools. <laughs> Commodity Pools. This is going oh. to be like the most popular episode. People are going to be like, wow, they just fuck oh around. Oh, my goodness. You're Thought Lord. Spell it right. Thought Lord. <laughs> Thought Lord. Oh, my goodness. Mm, I think we need to change the description of our, of our podcast recording to be... <laughs> Or the the podcast as a whole that we you know we speak to community leaders and thought lords. I think that we should just call call the podcast Thought Lords, call Thought Lords from the Community Dimension. I don't want to even know what type of audience we would get if we did that. It's commodity. <laughs> thought Lords of commodity. Oh my god.